Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Um, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you have decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan Tucker, and welcome to 2023, the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. How are you, man? How's your new year starting out? You know, it's good. Um, It's amazing how quickly these things come about, and I can remember growing up as a a kid, it seemed as though it took forever for time to come about, and I can remember my, my dad saying, the older you get, the quicker it happens. I know it. And, uh, man, he was a prophet. Absolutely. <laughs> that is true. But, hey, hey, I know uh, last week was Christmas. We didn't get a chance to, uh, to record. And uh, I just know how much you love coffee. And I would, I, I, you know, well, I would say that I, I bought this for you. But this oh. is kind of a re-gift. Um, <laughs> the, uh, we, we, are, we are involved in a... A fantastic church plant down in Miami. Oh yeah, and uh, man, God's doing some great things down there. And they they sent this to me, officially made in a uh, roasted, excuse me, roasted in Miami, Florida. Um, and uh, it is called Panther Coffee. And uh, now it's espresso, but I know you you drink espresso. Yeah, we'll work it out. Yeah, here's what it says: tasting notes. It even has tasting notes on the label. Uh, Folgers doesn't have tasting notes. Not at all. Very creamy, soft, round, chocolate, sweet, black, cherry, ripe coffee fruit with a sugarone, oh, excuse me, sugarcane finish. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Enjoy. Well, I appreciate that, man. There's your Panther coffee. You may just want to put it on your shelf and not even do anything with it. Oh, man, I got a grinder at the house. There you go. I, I, I do not have a grinder, have never owned a grinder. Um, and, uh, so the, uh, I, when you buy your coffee in a can, you don't have to worry about grinding it. <laughs> well, the, uh, the experience of it's going to be a little bit better for you. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the atmosphere, I understand yeah. that the atmosphere and yeah. you and you and your wife and kids, I'm sure you, you get light a fire at night and you're just hanging in there and you're just grinding coffee and, uh, just the aroma throughout the house. And I can, I can see your youngest yep. daddy, daddy, I want an espresso. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. So. Enjoy, friend. Enjoy. Thanks. I appreciate that, man. That that's a good day. Um, twenty twenty three. Here we are. Yep. Right smack dab, January the second, and we are starting off our new year with a podcast. Journey got a new uh, got a Journey new mug. Got a mug for Christmas. Christmas with with uh, his official Journey title <laughs> name on it. His uh, his family understands just uh, what the most important. Well, no, I wouldn't say the most important title. I mean, he's got husband, husband daddy, dad, grand, uh, granddaddy. Big, big daddy. They call him Big Daddy, Big right? daddy. Um, you know what? Here's what I thought about the other day about Journey. I don't think anybody in his life calls him his God-given name. That's true. Um, has your, I, I wonder if Journey's own parents have started calling him Journey. I mean, in my phone, he's not Journey. I don't call him by his God-given name. You've got name. him listed in your phone as Journey? Now, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. He's listed in my phone uh, by his God-given name. And I don't understand... It's all capital letters. I don't know why it's been that way 
for as long as I've known him, you know, 13 years, capital letters. But so I, I don't know. It's like, it's like when you read it, it's like you're, you know, either he's angry or you're angry. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm going to change it to journey so now that you mention it. When I'm, my contact in your phone, did you just say other pastor on it? <laughs> well, well, that's that's how you're known in the real world as other pastor on the podcast. Uh, the, yeah, we can maybe uh, we some, do a podcast soon talking about our uh, our worldwide fame and um, uh, how how people who don't even know us are uh, are are commenting Pastor publicly Steven about us and our and podcast and. All those various okay. kinds of things. I'll just say That's this. That's how we get notoriety. Yeah. Hey, let me say this sure. as we kick off 2023, and I know yep. we got other things we want to talk about. It's all good. Yeah, it's always right to do the right thing, friend. Yep. It's always right to be the right thing. I've been a great recipient of grace, and so since I've been a great recipient of grace, I always want to be careful to extend that grace. And I'll just say this as well. Um, I'm not going to attack someone publicly if I'm not man enough to have a conversation with them privately. There you go. Um, and I can't even give you a chapter and verse on that, but maybe, you know, maybe I, if I get my Eugene Peterson paraphrase, uh, message, I might could pull me something out. Oh, so many different topics that we could, uh, just go with. It's going to be a good year. 2023. We can't wait. So this Sunday, your title for your sermon was, are you ready for 2023? And, uh, I thought it was an appropriate sermon. Appropriate discussion. Lots of things that we could discuss in this, and uh, well, and it's kind of it's kind of rhetorical in question because yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're ready for it or not. True, it's true. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We're trying and, to deal with some principles helping us. And you as said we start this new year. You know, you, you were referencing some verses out of Proverbs, and you said you've. This is probably the most uh, common passage that you've preached over, taught over, over your span of ministry. Is that right? It seems as though it is. I yeah. don't know. I've not, I've not done the research. I mean, just, I mean, my goodness, in 30 years of ministry, I've preached a lot of sermons. And uh, just in my time here at uh, in Panama City, goodness, I, I, I've preached over 2,500 sermons. So, uh, yeah. so, you know, you get to be as old as I am. Sometimes in your study, you're like, <laughs> golly, did I just preach this last yeah. week? Yeah. Uh, because uh, so much of the principles are the same. But it's a great verse. It, yeah. it really... It really, the passage impacted me as a young man and really, really kept my focus where it needed to be. And, and, and sometimes would even uh, realign my focus when it had gotten uh, maybe uh, out of out of whack just a little bit. Uh, but a, a great Old Testament passage with very applicable modern day yeah, principles. Sure. Well, and <clears throat> your points were very simple, you know, just looking at them. Looking at the screen, I was sitting. It was it was neat. We had a good service yesterday, and uh, I was. We had a lot of visitors, a lot of people that probably hadn't been here in a little bit, and there was one point. Um, I guess everybody wanted your particular, you know, points on the screen. And I saw four or five people at the same time. They had their phone up and they were just taking a photo of the screen with your points on there. But you're looking at them. Your points are very simple: obey God, love God, trust God, fear God, honor God. But when you really kind of peel the layers back on that there's some there's some meat to obeying god there's some meat to loving god and trusting god um so let's talk about obeying god uh first and you you begin to talk about uh bible reading asking how important your bible reading is committing to understanding what the word says um because that at the end of the day that's how we're going to obey god is if we're 
understanding and knowing and reading what he says. Yeah, he says there in uh, Proverbs 3.1, hey, don't forget my law. Yeah. Uh, but let your heart keep my commands. And so uh, what we were trying to draw out yesterday is, well, how, how in the world do, do I remember his law? Well, I've got, I've got to be in it. I've got to be in his word. I, uh, you know, a lot of times people are just like, well, I really, I really wish God would speak to me. Well, he has in the Bible. Yeah. Or I've even had people ask the question, do you think God's still speaking today? Yes. Every time I open up the Bible, uh, God gives me great insight. He teaches me more about himself. He teaches me more about myself yeah. and um, gives me great principles to live by. I've even heard somebody, uh, I don't know if they made the argument or they were talking about someone who did make the argument, but uh, this is probably not just um, confined to one individual, but even if you were not a Christian, even if you did not approach the Bible as it gives me uh, the gospel message, it, it can lead me to salvation through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you, if you don't approach it that way and you're just like, you know what, I'm going to take the principles of the Bible and I'm going to live my life by them, it's still a pretty good book. It's still still a great guidebook to life. Now, we know it's supernatural, and we know the Spirit of God is accomplishing something greater than just a, a, a life guide there. But um, this is one of those things. Uh, how do I know? How can I obey? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into his word. And um, how, how, I don't know, how much am I cherishing the Bible is the question that we ask. Yeah. When I've even had people come up to me and go, hey, Ryan, I'm not, I'm feel so distant from God. I don't feel like he's speaking. I feel like there's a wall between us. Like, and, and one of my questions is, well, are you, are you reading your Bible? And they're like, well, no. I'm like, well, then there's going to continue to be that wall. There's going to continue to be that distance. Like you have to understand and know what the word says in order to grow in your faith and grow spiritually and grow in relationship, grow in communion. Um, it would, it would be the equivalent of someone yeah. saying, I feel so distant from my spouse. Yeah. Okay, are you spending any time with them? No. Well, I mean, yeah, we sit in the same room and watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Uh, you know, you can you can do that in the DMV waiting room with all kinds of people. <laughs> and that doesn't mean you have a, uh, a a relationship with them. I assume. It's been a while since I've been to the DMV. It's like, where um, did that come from? Yeah, I don't know. I've got a, I've got a one turning 15 here Ooh. within a few weeks, and yeah. so we'll be making that little trip over there. But the... Uh, um, yeah, you got to spend time with them, quality time with them. What? And it's the same way with the Lord. How do I spend time yeah. with Him? I mean, I'm I'm in His Word daily, and I'm I'm in prayer daily. And I would I'll throw this out there, and this is something that God's really been speaking to me about. Um, I like to jump in there and in my prayer, and man, I'm just boom, 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 man. I'm, you know, here we go, God. Uh, hey, I'm praying this God, and I'm asking this God, and I'm trusting this God, and blah 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 blah. And yeah, oh yeah. By the way, and I pray this in the name of Jesus, because. He's the only access I have to you. Amen. And um, God's been saying, hey, hey, how about you shut up every now and then and <laughs> right, just listen? Right. Yeah. Um, let, let me speak. Yeah. And I tell folks this, and I think it's a good, I was taught this early yeah. on in my, my faith walk. Um, pray with the Bible open. Yeah. Pray, pray scripture. Yeah. And listen. Listen. <laughs> listen to what he has to say. But yeah, key key. You're going to feel distant from him if you never spend any time with him through reading the word and through prayer. Well, I guess it just, it's a, it's a very simple concept that if you read the thing that he wrote and you take it to heart, like verse one says, 
like there is going to be a byproduct of growth and sanctification out of that, but yet we forfeit that so many times because we think that scripture doesn't, we can't understand it. We think it's too difficult to understand. We think it's not relevant to the day. We may not understand it, but man, I just, it's a, if you work it out as a math problem, it's a very simple math problem. You understand, you read the scripture, you learn it, you grow in it, you meditate on it, you pray through it, and man, it does some amazing things in your life. Well, and the flesh, man, the flesh wants to, wants you to think you're too busy. The yeah. flesh wants you to think, you know, why, you know, I actually need an extra hour of sleep or, you know, I, well, I need that hour in the gym and. Um, yeah, that's my excuse. I need an hour in the gym. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, I need I need that extra hour to uh, yeah. grind that coffee, what, what, <laughs> whatever it may be. The uh, W. A. Criswell yeah. used to say this um, over and over: uh, "Give the first hour of your day to God." Yeah, give the first hour of your day to God. Now let's chew on that. The first hour of your day. Well, how am I going to do that? Well, you're probably going to get up an hour earlier. Yeah. Well, I need my sleep. You're going to go to bed an hour earlier. Yeah. And it's just, it's, that is key. That is important um, to spend that time. And the flesh is always going to give you every kind of excuse in the world. But I would just sit there and say, I'm going to set myself up to this is the way I'm going to approach it and have some accountability in your life. A trusted friend sit there and say, hey, listen, man, I've made a commitment this year is going to be the year of the Bible for me. It is going to be a year of uh, intentionally spending time in God's word and in prayer. And here's how I've set this up. I'm going to I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning and I'm going to be able to spend 30 minutes or whatever the case may be. And um, I need you to ask me the hard question. Say, hey, how's that going? What are you learning? Yeah. And I'll do the same for you. Right. So um, obey God. It's very simple. As you say, the wording itself, obey God. Right. Very difficult to apply, Uh, but not impossible. No, no. God never calls us to anything that he is not through the Holy Spirit of God given us the capacity to accomplish. And then you talk about loving God. And I I like what you said. Uh, Again, it just kind of puts everything into perspective. Like, you know, are you ready for 2023? We're going to obey God. We're going to love God. And the reason why we can love God is because the living God loves you. Mm. Like, and, and again, like simply profound statements that the living God, the God of the universe, the God that spoke the world into existence by the breath of his mouth, like he loves you. Like he knows you. You are known by the father and he absolutely loves you unconditionally. Like that should cause us to get a little excited over the fact that the God of the universe is intimately involved in my life. And man, I can, I, I love him because he first loved me and well in knowing when yeah when solomon wrote these words uh the idea of a loving god was completely revolutionary to them because again they're thinking false idols they're thinking false gods they're thinking of gods that as we mentioned even in the sermon they require, I mean, I got I to gotta sacrifice my infant child to the God. Yeah. I've got to do this. Yeah. I've got to do that. They're an angry God. I, you know, I just, I hope to appease them, their anger. And so for, for Solomon to come along and for Solomon to kind of sit there and, you know, let us know that, hey, you, you got a God that loves you. 
I mean, we're, we're talking about the real God. Right. We're talking about the living right. God. And uh, not only do I love you, but I want you to love me too. And I would say that it's still a revolutionary message today because so many people have this idea of God being on the backside of the universe somewhere waiting for us to step out of line so he can zap us down. Let's just be honest. If that's the God that we serve, we would all be zapped down yeah. already. Yeah. It would have already taken place. Mm. But no, he is a, he is a God that that loves us and there there it's it I've heard somebody say this and I may have even said it myself and you've heard me say that most of the things that I say when I'm preaching <laughs> that even though I may not uh, consciously realize I've heard someone else say it it's already been embedded in me yeah. because I read it or somebody said Nothing it. Nothing new under the sun, right? Well, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> I think the same guy wrote that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> the but that God, there's never going to be a time where God loves you more, or loves you less. God loves you. Yeah. God loves you. And um, I, I want to love him too. But we, we deal with people who think the opposite. Like we deal with people that think that, you know, if they mess up, then God's going to love them less. If they don't follow the certain rules or the path or do the checklist, that God's going to love them less. Like I I, I guess my struggle is, you know, I, yeah, we want to teach biblical accuracy. We want to teach, you know, biblical faith and what that really looks like and how we grow through that in a biblical manner. But there are so many people that deal with, man, if I mess up, like God's mad at me. And well, I would say, I would say that that would even build off of our third principle of, of trusting God. Yeah. So here I am and I'm trying to understand the love of God. I'm trying to, uh, as, as a human, right in the limited capacity that I have to understand a, an unconditional love of a heavenly father. And we, we, we see that nowhere else in life, an unconditional love, it's everything is conditional, right? If I behave correctly, then I'll be loved. If right. I if I love, then I'll be loved. Right. And and so, you know, that third part in verses five and six where it talks about trusting God, leaning not on your own understanding. Well, it, it basically is saying, you know what? I, it's not going to be up to me to be able to humanly, intellectually uh, figure out how God loves me, but instead I'm just going to trust God at his word that he does love me no matter what he loves. He loves me again. Like we said earlier, there's not going to be a time where God yeah. loves you anymore. Not a time where he loves you any less. He just is, is love. And so I'm not going to lean on my understanding. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him at what he says at his word. And it's key it's key to take God at his word. If I can't trust Proverbs 3, 1 through 10, or 5 and 6, then right. I can't trust any part of the word. I can't trust any part of the Bible. I can't trust John three sixteen. if I can't trust Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Well, and I, I want to ask this question because you kind of referenced it a little bit, and I think it's kind of a touchy question. In this idea of trusting God— and. And these verses tell us how, right? Like the verses tell us not to lean on our own understanding, but acknowledge him. He make a path straight. But you, you kind of pose this question. What about how do we trust God when bad things happen to good people? Like you, 
and, and I know that's a question that a lot of people have, especially if you look at, you know, societal norms, you look at the things that are going on in culture. Um, there's a lot of bad things happening. There's a lot of things happening to good people, um, health problems, financial problems, relationship problems. There's some things happening. So how do we um, lead people in this understanding that we can trust God when bad things do happen? Well, first of all, I don't know why bad things happen to good people. <laughs> you know, Scripture tells us this, that basically it rains on the just just as it does on the unjust. Right. Or, you know, the sun may shine on the unjust while rain is pouring on the just. And so uh, that's that's just a, some, some paraphrasing there that's going on, right? The I, I can't understand it. I can't explain it, how good things happened or excuse me bad things happen to good people and it sometimes it seems as though great things happen to bad people yeah um but it's situational theology mm. and i think we have to be careful yeah. there that um again we can even go to our feelings emotional theology well there are times that i just don't feel like god's with me but it doesn't change the fact that because of jesus christ and the relationship that i have with him that God indeed is with me. Same way when it comes to his love. He loves me. He loves me. Bad things happen. I, I probably used this before. And again, it goes back to when you when you speak as much as I do. I don't remember what I've said, where I've said it. Uh, so forgive me if I have said this before. But um, I had a, a cousin growing up. There were like four of us cousins. And we were all within... I don't know, four to five months, the same age. And so I was the youngest, but I had, I had this cousin and when we were in high school, she started this thing where she was doing all the cross stitch stuff. And, uh, to which to me, you're just like, well, that's just stupid. That's why would you do that? You're just sitting around you're just cross stitching this junk and making a square. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you not watch something, watch a ball game? Or, I mean, if you're really bored, yeah. do the Rubik's cube or something yeah. along those lines. And, uh, and so anyway, we're at my grandmother's, she has her thing, she's sitting over there and she's doing the cross stitch and everything. And, and so uh, we all get up to go into the, the kitchen to get something to eat. And I walk over there and I pick up her thing and I'm like, this is horrible. This is horrible. And this is when I, I really didn't have a lot of tact about me. Um, and I'm just like, Hey, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Threads just running rampant. And I'm looking at it. I'm like there, I mean, there's not even, I don't even think she's got the right color on this. And I don't even know what she's doing. What is she spelling out? I mean, is she spelling something. Is it a picture? And you know, and only in true cousin fashion, she's like, you idiot. You're looking at the wrong side. Flip it over. Flipped over and like, Oh yeah, look, there's a deer and. There's a tree and there's snow and oh, this is not a bad thing. (laughs) Kind of cool. I was looking at it from the wrong side. And I would just say this. Here's God. God's on the other side. Yeah. God, God, we would say God's got the 30,000 foot view. God's on the other side of glory. Right. Right. And we're down here and we're like, my goodness, look at the thread. There's thread hanging. This, you don't even have the right color there. What are you doing? Are you? Are you spelling something? Are you making a picture? This just looks like a mess. And then God's on the other side, and he's like, again, he's not saying this, but in my own mind, you idiot. I'm making a beautiful picture here. Trust me with the end product. I know what I'm doing. And I would just say, um, trust him. 
Trust him. A lot of the pain that we deal with in life comes from foolish decisions that we've made. A lot of the pain that we deal with in life comes from foolish decisions that other people have made. A lot of the pain that we deal with in life just has to deal with life. We live in a broken, fallen world, a sinful world. When sin came into the world, it, it really messed up everything. Um, is it God's desire for me to deal with pain? No, I think his ultimate desire was there'd be no sin. And then sin happened. And uh, it's messed it all up since then. But his promise does not forsake us, right? It never leaves us. He says, I don't worry. I'm going to work this out for your good. And I'm going to get glory through it. You just got to trust me in this. You're, you're only seeing the immediate. We go back to, we all go back to times in our life where we found ourselves in a situation. I, I go back to my own life, uh, 21 years of age, involved in a horrendous car accident, crushed my legs, broke every bone in my face, left me on my back um, for the better part of a year and out of school for a year and a half and uh, just a very, very difficult time in my life. And I promise you, there were times that I'm like, where are you, God? Yeah. I thought you loved me, God. I thought you were for me, God. And now I look back over 30 years later, and it didn't even take 30 years for me to get to this point. It only took a few years. I look back at that now, and I'm like, oh, wow, God. Wow, how you use that to get me where I am now. And uh, that I would even say, apart from the salvation in my life, the greatest thing that ever happened to me is falling asleep, driving home mm. one night when I was 21 years of age and hitting a bridge head on. Mm. That God used that. When somebody said, well, now hang on. Now, what about, what about the day that you married your wife? Would have never met my wife. Yeah. Had that not happened in my life. Yeah. Because God used that to call me to ministry. And when I surrendered to ministry, I ended up going to uh, like nowhere rural northeast Arkansas. That you, you, you have been there. You know what? You know that which I speak of. Yes. And uh, it was while I was there. I met her. And, you know, I'm just saying, trust him. Trust him. Now, would I go back and say, you know what? I think what I'd like to do is because I really want to, I want to have another one of those miraculous moments in my life. I think what I want to do is I want to fall asleep driving home tonight and hit a bridge. And no, golly, I would, no way, no way would I want to walk through that pain again because it was an extremely yeah. difficult, painful situation. And there are still lasting physical issues that I deal with today, but he kept his promise. Yeah. If you just trust me, I'm working this out. I'm going to work this out. And there are people, and we would just, I mean, you know, there are folks that, you know, well, God caused that to happen. Ah, you know, God, I don't know that we would ever yeah, understand. Did, could he have kept it from happening? Yeah. Sure, God, do whatever God wants to yeah. do. Here's why I believe it happened. I had no business driving. I, I was functioning on three hours worth of sleep. I made stupid decisions not to get enough sleep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, could he have kept it from happening? Well, sure, God could, could do whatever God wants to do. Does God sift all that through his hands? Well, there's a passage in Hebrews that kind of tells us that anything that comes into our life is first going through his hands. Yeah. Um, I think us sitting here trying to make judgment calls on does God uh, orchestrate that or does God make that happen or to, I just don't know that we can ever, uh, ever understand, but it doesn't, it doesn't remove the promise that he will take it and he will work it for our good. Trust him in this. 
that ultimately, what does God want to do? I would even say, why did God save you? So that he might get glory. Yeah. So that's the ultimate thing, that he might get glory. So um, we, we went a little bit longer on that one than we probably should have. Well, and, and I kind of want to stay on this for a second because, I, again, you, you made this statement that I, I think it's worth talking about is you're not going to trust someone that you don't love. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sitting in the room yesterday, and I'm I'm like, man, we're, we're about to have, you know, 700 people come forward based off of that statement that, you know, if, if we really did some reflection and some self-examination like Scripture calls us to do, like, you're not going to trust someone you don't love. So we have to go back and do some, you know, some examination going, hey, am I, am, am I in this do I truly love God with all of my heart, soul, and mind, like Scripture talks about? And but we're not going to trust if we don't love. And I, I just thought that was a a great comment that should cause us to think and pray and repent. And well, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm not going to trust someone I don't know and I don't love. I even brought up the illustration of a stranger said, "Hey, you need to do me a favor." Um, Okay, tell me what it is. No, 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 no. Promise me you'll do it, and then I'll tell you. Well, you're crazy. There's no way I'm going to do that. Right. No. Uh, but somebody I know, somebody that I love, somebody that I know has my best interest in mind, somebody that uh, I've, I've walked with, um, that I know loves, again, knows loves me, and I love them, and yeah, I'm going to trust it. So I would say this. You trusting God and you being obedient to God, they all flow out of your love for God. Then, uh, yeah. Yeah, and again, I can't, I'm stuck on the, you're not going to trust someone you don't love. And, you know, that, that should, that should change something in us. Um, Then you, you move on talking about fear God, you know, how, how are we ready for 2023? Obeying God, loving God, trusting God, fearing God. And again, this is not a, you know, I'm scared of God, but it's this respect and, it tells us a promise in verse eight on what happens when we fear God. It talks about, um, you know, how, or you talked about how God hates sin. We should hate sin. That's going to be part of this whole fearing and respecting uh, the God of the universe. Yeah. When people hear the word fear God, oh, okay, here you go again. You're, you're saying that uh, God is this mean tyrant. Okay. And God is waiting for me to step out of line and to strike me down. Yeah, he, he, you know, a lightning bolt's gonna hit me, and uh, you know, gotta gotta be afraid of the man upstairs. You know, uh, well, I would just say this: if you refer to him as the as the man upstairs, you don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah, because he, he's he's not the man upstairs. Yeah. He he is a he is a loving heavenly father. Is he just absolutely? But even in his justice, he is loving and merciful and gracious. And so a fear for God, I've got, I've got a respect for him. I'll give you an example. And again, trying to use earthly examples to explain a eternal heavenly father, they're going to fall flat. I remember, I remember interviewing with you and Pastor Carl. We were sitting in your office and you asked me, hey, explain the Holy Spirit. And I, and I remember giving you the answer going, well, I, it, I'm going to use an earthly example to explain this, but it's not really conducive with exactly what it means. And that was a very nerve-wracking question for me. 
I'm just letting you, you anyway. You said it. I'm sorry. I'm no, that you, you're good. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, I don't even I do. remember. I remember it. things um, about our life, Stephen. That's awesome. That's right. It's awesome. You gave me coffee today. I gave you. I gave you. I'm the other pastor in your phone. That's right. <laughs> I gave you coffee. The um, so the, oh, goodness, many years ago, I was pastoring in Tennessee, and I had the opportunity to uh, to lead this state trooper, big old tall guy, man. Uh, state trooper. Let me do a ride along with him one night, and I'll never forget. We were uh, it was it was New Year's Eve night, dude. We were going rolling down through into some club areas and everything, and we pull up one. The whole car is surrounded, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to get out, and I'm going to go in, and I'm going to check and see what's going on inside this club. I want to make sure this this club's notorious for having." shootings and just some bad stuff and so okay and so i'm sitting there in the car and people are just staring looking at me and um and here's what i'm thinking you know what uh, there's a gun behind me but that thing's locked up i have no way to access the gun if i need to access the gun i'm right. just sitting here in this car right you know and um anyway he comes out and i'm like look here's the deal where are the keys to unlock the gun in case i need the gun so anyway uh that has nothing to do with the illustration but i always remember that uh, led him to the Lord, baptized him. Man, he was a big old guy, hard to baptize. And um, when I would, if I would be speeding, and there were a few times I would. No. And I would come up and I'd come over. There was one particular part coming from Martin, Tennessee, where I'd, I'd come right around the curve. And the few times I'd look over and there he sits. I could call him by name. I won't. But there he sat right there. And, and I can remember just the, oh, man. And in and, and true fashion, he'd pull me over and uh, walk up and he'd be like, preacher, what are you doing? <laughs> preacher, you know, you got to slow down, man. Um, and, uh, and so uh, great friend, great love. But I had a I had a respect for him whenever he was in that car and he yeah. had that uniform on and he would he would walk up. He never gave me a ticket. He should have, um, but he didn't. Uh, there were times I'd be like, "Please give me a ticket. Just quit talking to me, like you know, getting on to me like that." But, my dad got pulled over one time. The state trooper told him to read Romans eight when he got home. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Submit to the authorities or something yeah. like that. The um, yeah, it's so it's a it's a healthy respect for God that He's God. I'm not. He's not my homeboy. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he's not, I'm not, he's not my equal. I know scripture says he's my friend. I'm thankful for that. But even in his friendship, I'm like, he's God. He's the one that spoke the world into existence. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to have that healthy, healthy respect and healthy fear for him. I want to please him with my life. And then your last one was honor God and looking at verse nine and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth. And with the first fruits of all your produce, um, did you get any backlash from that yesterday? <laughs> no, you ask me that all I the do. time. When you talk about giving, does anybody say no? Nobody does. Nobody does. I mean, well, you know, I, and, and I'm not saying across the board that everybody in our church uh, are um, committed to scripture or anything like that. I do think though, that the overwhelming majority of people understand how we work as a church. That it's like I said yesterday, I'm the UPS delivery man. I well, didn't write any of this. We just had a lot of visitors yeah. and a lot of newcomers. Yeah. yeah they, so. they may have said something to people they came with, but yeah. I mean, here you go. It's, it's, he's the one who wrote it. It's right. in his book and, and the honor God. And I think this where it gets lost on us. Oh, we're talking about money again. And God wants my money. That's what the preacher's saying. God wants my money. God does not need your money. 
Um, he does not, but he does want it because, and this is, we, we, we know this is the truth. You want to know what is truly valuable to someone? Examine where they spend their money. Yeah. You want to know where somebody puts their trust? Look, look at their checking account. Yeah. Um, it is a proven fact. What is most important to us, what dictates our prayer life, everything is where we spend our money. Um, and so God, pretty, pretty smart. You know, God's just sitting there and saying, hey, I want bit. you to honor me. You know how you can honor me? Quit putting your trust in in your your resources. Matter of fact, they're not even your resources, they're mine. I'm the one I, I, I gave them to you. I gave you the ability to earn them. And I would say that's true whether you're a follower of Christ or not. The ability that you have to hold that job or to invest that money, whatever the case may be, it is a gift from God. All he would have to do is say, Yeah, I'll cause that brain to quit firing on all cylinders. Boom. There you go. So it's a gift from God. I want to honor him with that. He doesn't sit here and say, bring all of it to me. Right. Now, we are to honor him with all of it in the way that we manage that. We're to be a good steward. But he's like, you know, bring me, bring me the first fruits. Bring me the best. Trust in me. I'll meet your, I'll meet your needs. When you, and you said also, like, we don't honor God by giving him our leftovers. And, and I like, and, and that was a, again, just... Simple statement, yet profound in meaning. Like to me, it was. You know, I'm I'm looking at. Well, the leftovers require no faith, right? But it goes it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's like we we put so much focus on other things, and then oh, yeah. Well, let me let me just do this, or let me let me pray if I have time. Let me serve if I have time. Let me try to grow in my walk if I have time, and nothing else is in front of me. Like. So I thought it was a, again, a great statement. Looking at 2023, going, all right, how are we going to continue to grow the church? How are we going to continue to grow in our own faith? Um, honoring God with the first fruits is a, well. A and thing. as you said when we began the podcast, very simple wording. Yep. <laughs> so so easy, a fourth grader could get it. Very very difficult, apart from the help of the Holy Spirit of God to to bring to fruition in our own lives. Um, and it is a battle. But here's what I've found. Anything in my life that I've ever had that is worth value has 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 been costly. Yeah. Um, so it, it's an intentional effort through the power and the help of the Holy Spirit of God. And as I started this sermon, and I'll, I'll close with this to make this final point, please hear me. You can sit here all day and you can say, okay, all right, all right, all right, I've made my list right here. These five things, this is what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to try real, real hard when it comes to all these things. I'm going to do all these things. This is not a, a, a step-by-step process. It all fuels yeah. out of, I surrender to Jesus Christ. It's not my life. It is his life. I want to bring glory to his name through every part of my being and, uh, and this is all going to flow out of that, um, the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. The most well-meaning people in the world can say, I'm going to do these five things apart from a relationship with Jesus. It's going to end the same way as if you chose not to do any of them, separated apart from him. So I would say, I want to I turn to Christ 
and this will all flow out of that daily surrender to Jesus. And it may be a situation that when you wake up in the morning, Ryan, the very first words out of your mouth, I give up, Jesus. It's all you today. Yeah. Well, Unchangeable Truth Podcast, are you ready for 2023? I know we are. We're excited about what's to come. Thank you, Pastor Stephen, for all you do for us. Thank you for pointing to Jesus, and we'll see you next time on The Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. And we would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.